0: Hello, welcome to episode five of Quarantine the podcast. If you've heard one of these before, then you can go ahead and skip the next minute. Hi, I'm Sandy, and this is my Quarantine podcast. I live in Cefalu, a small town in Sicily, in Italy. And at the moment, I can't leave my apartment. Thanks very much, COVID-19. What I can do, though, fortunately, is talk to people. And I found myself catching up with friends from all over the world finding out about their experiences of this story. So this podcast is an attempt to capture some of those conversations, to share some of the stuff I'm finding out, and to keep me something resembling sane. The idea I have is to talk to one person from as many different countries as possible. If you enjoy it, and I hope you do, please spread the word. It might help. The next voices you're going to hear from are my neighbours, who to keep themselves sane, at six o'clock every evening, come out onto the balconies of the little courtyard we share and sing. It's not always tuneful. It's not always the music that I've chosen, but it's a moment of community and it's part of the story. So we'll start there. Good evening or oh, good morning. Good afternoon. Welcome. My name is Sandy, and this is day number 13 of my personal quarantine. Thanks for listening. Today, I've got three fantastic guests. Uh, I'd like to introduce you to Dan, who is a music store manager from Hemel Hempstead, in St Albans. How are you doing, Dan? No, Hemel Hempstead is not in St Albans. No, That's near my... enough,
1: though. Near enough. People understand it's roughly the same area. I'm doing great, Sandy. How are you doing?
0: Yeah, I'm not too bad. I'm not too bad. Hemel Hempstead is in England. For anyone who isn't familiar with Hemel Hempstead. (laughs) It is. Everyone should be. It's got a roundabout that's very famous.
1: That's that's the thing that everyone always remembers. And no one remembers which way they're supposed to go around it. It's a silly idea.
0: That that sounds slightly more dangerous than COVID-19.
1: It is. It is. You've got people going left, right. This is roundabout podcasting now, isn't it? You've got people going left. You've got people going right. Just, you know, pick a decision. Pick a way. But yeah. That's how my Hempstead.
0: <laughs> There's people booking their holidays for just as soon as the quarantines left. Um, we've also got uh, <laughs> we've also got Julia who's a literary editor who's in Edmonton in Alberta in Canada. How's it going, Julia?
2: I'm very well, thank you. How are you?
0: Excellent. Which way do you go around the roundabouts?
2: <laughs> <That's> not, <laughs> the right that's not a way. Weird I'm half German, I go the right way around,
0: all right? Excellent. And and for the first time, we're trying this with three separate guests. We've got uh, Kirk, who's a stand-up comedian, a chef, and sometimes star of Disney's The Avatars, which means he's probably your niece's third favourite TV personality. How are you doing, Kirk?
3: Hey, I'm I'm doing great. Uh, You know, chilling in America where we're still... uh... Uh, safe i think i don't know what's happening uh (laughs) it feels feels good you know uh less traffic on the roads but we're out of toilet paper other than that everything's great (laughs)
0: did i um did i did i get the intro right it was third favorite that was what you told me
3: that's yeah i i I mean i want to give myself number one i think that would just be arrogant uh but i feel like you know i mean i have i have a solid like 28 to 29 italian followers on instagram uh all of which are are 14 oh, or younger so
0: this podcast is about to go through the roof in, uh, in italy
2: so the strange oh, yeah. thing
0: I'll, I'll explain to uh, to you guys dan and julia um When I first met Kirk, we were living in Madrid together and he was filming for this Disney show. And now he regularly pops up on my television as I change channels. But (laughs) the beauty of having him on the podcast is that he's speaking with his real voice, not his dubbed voice.
3: Yeah. Well, the sad part is it took me like eight years to become a child star in Europe. Like we like, we filmed that thing about two thousand and three two thousand thirteen or something like that we filmed it and now all of a sudden it's like oh by the way you're in Madrid now and I'm like well I'm glad kids can't leave and they have to watch me. <laughs>
0: <laughs> the repeat fees are just just amazing yeah. at times of global global incident. Um, Dan, why don't you fill everyone in on, on how we know each other.
1: We went to school together and then grew up together, went to the same pubs, started liking American football together, got in a few arguments about American football (laughs) together, and uh, (laughs) since then, you know, it's just been a beautiful friendship, I think.
0: It's been amazing. If you heard yesterday's episode number four with Duncan in Scotland, Dan is another one of the, the gridiron gentlemen, the UK's most stylish nfl podcast
1: that <laughs> uh, yeah i mean yeah people that can see me on skype right now might not believe you there sandy if i'm honest with you uh i look like a scarecrow so <laughs> this is... and As that's not... most
3: nfl fans
1: yes exactly yeah definitely
0: but uh, that's not going to change anytime soon i don't think so um i can see i can see the fear in julia's eyes because of course <laughs> she's she's a massive canadian football league fan right <laughs> Ah. Three Downs is where it's at. Mm. Mm.
2: Um, zero clue. Zero clue, I'm afraid. I am a true immigrant to Canada. I have no idea.
0: We'll do no an, idea. an NFL right. special after this for, Thank for you. The podcast subscribers. That'd CFL?
2: A CFL for me, please? Uh, yeah. yeah.
0: <laughs> okay. Argonauts! There's, there's two teams in
1: the CFL called the Rough Riders, aren't there? I didn't make that up that's the thing you're
2: not asking me are you oh, well,
3: I'm asking genuinely words,
2: genuinely i can't tell you i'm I a the, terrible immigrant
3: <laughs> the xfl has a rough necks if that counts for anything
1: they do that was doing quite well the xfl wasn't it oh,
3: i'm so sad they they were all america had left they were the only league still going and then all of a sudden they're like yeah this is too extreme for even us and then they, they all bailed <laughs> out
0: Julia, um, it's, been a, it's been a while since we've been in each other's company. When, uh, when did we first meet?
2: Uh, we first met at university and mm-hmm. we did an inordinate amount of drama together. I believe we also studied together, but I think neither of us really focused on that part.
0: No, I, uh, I didn't study at all.
2: <laughs> no, no. I think we enrolled in university yeah. to do drama uh, in the Drama Society. I think that's all we were there for, um, and yeah, have stayed in touch ever since, really, even though we've gone very different paths, but there we are. Yeah,
0: yeah. How, how came you to Canada?
2: How came so I to Canada?
0: That...
2: I came to Canada by um, marrying a Canadian um, and eventually deciding about a year and a half ago, maybe the kids, the dog, you and I, we should all move to Canada um so wow. that's what we did yeah it was a pretty big move but I can safely say I do not regret it <laughs>
0: how how um, what time is it where you are at the moment
2: um it's currently uh 5 20 p.m so I think I'm probably on the far behind everyone else in the in the podcast I'm not sure what if
0: um yeah what have you got Kirk
3: I got a seven twenty one, so a, a little bit yeah
0: little bit and and dan it was what 11 11, 11. yeah i've had a nap before i came on i'm after midnight here and i've just realized i started this podcast with an absolute light it's no longer day 13 of my own personal quarantine oh, man. it's technically okay. into day 14 now
2: who's counting so- Who's counting anymore? <laughs> I, I am. I have small children. I am definitely counting.
3: <laughs> <laughs> the,
0: <laughs> the lines, the tally chart scratched into the wall next to where <laughs> I sleep is counting.
2: Yeah.
0: Yeah. How um how much are you seeing of your, your small children at the moment, Jul Julia?
2: Um how do I phrase this in a nice way? I see a huge amount of my small children. Um, I normally don't see as much of them, but we, um, try to create a bit of space. Um, and Hey, if nothing else, I can always go to the bathroom and turn on the fan and close the door cause it's white noise. So it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> it's <practical laughs> many ways of coping. Strategies. We also have a cat and a dog. How long, so.
0: how long are the schools being closed? Uh,
2: the schools have been closed, uh, since Monday for us. Um, and it was a very sudden, it was a very abrupt decision. And I think most of my friends who also have children and I were borderline crying when they announced it. But it's not about us. So well, it's a complete,
0: complete life changer. It must be. I can yeah. barely look after myself. The idea of looking after another human life 24 7 without even having school teachers to throw them at every so often
2: is. Yes. Um, And plus, you are now responsible for your children's education, not just for their survival. Um, So there's an additional layer that's been added. Now, I'm sort of lucky because I have children who are four and six. So they are not yet in formal education or only just. Mm. So it's not as full on as it could be. But people who have kids in higher grades it's tough
0: so. yeah if you suddenly had to teach like 18 year olds physics yes. i'd be in i'd be in real trouble
2: anything really but yes physics specifically would be awful yeah Dan, i'd be if, my kids down yeah.
0: if, if you had to teach an 18 year old some form of subject what what would you go for um
1: 90s to early 2000s sci-fi i reckon might be my uh my choice there um i I think i could probably teach them quite a lot about firefly and Battlestar galactica and how
0: it all led on from star trek the next generation if anyone's parenting a teenager who's got (laughs) Battlestar galactica coming up on an exam syllabus anytime soon get in touch with us at quarantine quarantine pod on uh on twitter i'll put you in touch with dan he can he can help kirk what would you teach no problem
3: uh well dan took the comedic answer uh so i i i feel i mean i would i would probably teach them some life skills like i would probably teach my kid how to do shots uh for the most part you know drinking whiskey is super important uh when you're at that age you're going to college soon university if you will uh in europe uh i i i I didn't even finish college, so I'm I'm in no way to perform a teacher. We'd probably sit there, watch some of the avatars together, uh, show them how to properly fake play the bass, uh, which I did, and then uh, <laughs> and then uh, we would, we would decide. Yeah, we would decide uh, which gin we like more, and then just go from there. You know, I think that's probably the best thing to do with your kid at uh, their that age. Oh, geez, I don't know,
2: man.
0: Are you um are you taking some ideas from this conversation, Julia?
2: A lot, a lot. Mostly the gin and whiskey ideas for myself, but yeah, yeah, a lot <laughs> of ideas. Yeah.
0: Was um was having the kids at home the first point at which this COVID crisis outbreak pandemic started to really change the way that you were living, or was there was there something that happened before?
2: Um, it was quite a rapid succession of events. And I guess the school closure was the sort of final one of those. But Alberta, because every Canadian province makes its individual decisions on this, they Mm. have their chief medical officer. Um, So the rest of Canada is on a slightly different timescale, has made slightly different decisions potentially. But for Alberta, um, it was a case of in the week leading up to the school's closing, Um, more and more every day, more and more things being put into place, including closing public libraries, which is a huge step because it's also a refuge for, um, homeless people. Um, Mm. closing rec centers. They did that very early on. And this is in a place where we haven't had as many cases as other places have. Um, we The point at which schools closed was the point at which they confirmed that there was a community transmission. The day they confirmed mm. that, they closed the schools.
0: And is Alberta kind of ahead of the other provinces in Canada or behind or sort of is everyone pretty much in the same place now?
2: Um, well, I think as far as I can tell, Ontario and BC are ahead of everyone else. Alberta hmm. seems to be sort of in third place. Bearing in mind that, Alberta, uh, that Canada isn't very heavily populated at all. Um, this thing isn't, it's spreading in large cities. And if you look at somewhere like the Northwest Territories, they had one case confirmed today. That's it. Right. Because well, this, this mean, all seems to be population density. So, you sure. know, uh, so Alberta has 4 million. People roughly half of those live in cities the rest are distributed you know a bit more um, far and wide Um, and so Edmonton is sort of in in third place and Edmonton has been going in hard basically with their regulations to try and stem this early on they're doing a lot of testing they've just started doing drive-through tests now um, and yeah they've just closed stuff down and are, are people
0: are people reacting to it with with calm or is it is it stressing do you how do you, how does that look on the streets in practice?
2: So it's a mix of things um, the one thing that everyone is doing and everyone is still encouraged to do because we have a huge amount of green space um, specifically in Edmonton but I guess you know mostly in in most areas in Canada. Um, is go out, be outside at a safe Uh distance. So everyone is being told to practice the social distancing. Um, And even if you are um, outside, you can very easily do that. Because we, for instance, have a ravine at our doorstep, basically. Um, I have been going outside with my kids every day for three to four hours. And that has been great. Um, So that is something that we are absolutely able to do um when it comes to stuff like grocery shopping um it's a similar reaction I think to a lot of western countries Mm -hmm. there's the odd toilet paper panic that nobody understands but still everyone kind of has Um, and the last time I was in a was I was in a grocery store was roughly a week ago and it was the most bizarre mixture of calm and panic I have ever witnessed
0: Because he's going in different directions, aren't they? And on a different timetable, to be honest, I'm more worried about the danger of having a ravine on your doorstep. (laughs) That sounds like a recipe for falling down a ravine.
2: (laughs) Seriously, (laughs) I mean, we have coyotes there. My kids are going to go feral. It's you know. (laughs)
0: I can't wait to catch up in a few weeks. Um, Kirk, what about you, man? Are you you able to get out and about? What's it like in Orlando? Are you downtown or (laughs) something?
3: Yeah, I'm in like downtown Orlando, which uh, people don't realize is actually like 40 minutes away from Disney World. Um, I'm in like where like the banks and all that are. America is like an odd... America is massive. It's such a large like country. And Mm -hmm. so it's kind of a domino effect where... One state starts and the rest kind of follow behind. Like our schools uh, were out starting last week, but we got lucky because all of our states were – sorry, all of our schools were already on spring break. So basically their spring break just got extended from there. Um, But there's – I mean our restaurants are doing takeout only, so you can't sit inside the restaurants anymore. Uh, All the bars uh, have completely shut down. They were shut down last week on – I want to say Wednesday – Uh, tuesday or wednesday they were all shut down you can't go to bars anymore like at all Um, but yeah schools are out Uh, but other than that like you can still go outside there's still cars on the highway not as many because most people's uh businesses now are closing uh the, the the vast majority of of the jobs in orlando are service industry Mm. we're we're like the tourism capital of really America when you think about Disney World Uh, millions and millions of people come here to eat and drink and vacation and whatnot and the moment you shut down the restaurants like all the servers immediately they're done. The moment you have takeout only there's no need for a server there's really no need for anything else other than like line people but even then they're going to keep their cheapest ones so I as a manager lost my job because you know we are the highest paid people you can't afford us yada Uh, yada I'm sorry Um, yeah, but we can still go out, uh, like, I can still walk around. There's no, like, lockdown on, on much any things. So if you can work from home, you are, uh, for the most part. Like, my fiance, uh, she's an architectural historian, which in layman's terms means she will look at a building and decide whether or not it can become a sidewalk. Uh, she'll check out, like, the historical features of it. Like, was this here? Or, was this Was this important during segregation? All right, we're going to keep it. Oh, was this built in the 80s? All right, well, now it is you know, uh, yeah. now it's a bus stop. Congratulations. (laughs) Uh, it's so, so she gets to work from home. I sadly don't. Um, but other than that, like, like, uh, Julia said, uh, we're out of toilet paper, but that's because most of us over here don't own or have discovered what a bidet is in any way, shape or form. Uh, that's, that's, that's my biggest gripe is like, I like literally, I just, I literally need paper towels. Like I don't have any right now. We had to buy napkins and tissue paper, uh because people just bought like 10 packs of them here because like she was saying there's there's a weird coin flip of like panic and calmness there are those who are like look let's just buy what we need the grocery stores are gonna stay open it's not Mm -hmm. like we have to hoard stuff like they're gonna be fine and then there are those people who are like let me blow all of my savings on freaking you know butt wipes because like i don't know how long we're gonna be here for but like it's I, but we're waiting, like we're waiting. Like, I feel like it, the, it like the Vegas Strip has closed down. Disney World is closed down. Uh, I yeah. think California now is on a complete quarantine. Illinois, I believe, is on a complete quarantine. New York is. So it's going to be a domino effect for all the states. Florida doesn't really care. I think we're going to be open forever. Uh, but, we'll, you know, we'll see what happens.
0: Dan, what's it, what's it like in England? They closed the
1: pubs. Uh, clubs, theatres, cinemas on Friday. And mm-hmm. up until then, what they'd said was, we don't recommend you'd go to these things. So instead of actually closing them, instead of giving the, the, the pubs, clubs, theatres, cinemas yeah. support, they just said, oh, I wouldn't go if I was you. And of course, people still went. Last night was the last night I drove past a pub. There must have been 20, 25 people in that pub, like a smallish pub yeah for that last hurrah um but then at the same time there's the supermarket panic as well and it's spread from toilet paper to to all kinds of stuff anything that they think will last a long time so so the, the supermarkets are just empty and there's lots of pictures uh in the media of of healthcare workers just turning up to supermarkets trying to find something for their tea that evening and oh, not being able to pick anything up it's horrible but yeah that's, that's what... I can still go out. I'm still working because people still need. Well, I want to be careful here. People still need CDs, so um,
0: that's an essential it, service. Yeah, definitely. To be fair, um, I'm, I'm listening to a lot of music. Um, does that does that create a kind of tension if if there isn't a clear rule? So, for instance, I stay at home because if I go out, I get a fine. But if it's a recommendation, does that create tension between people who are still going out? And people who think that that's the worst thing anyone could be doing. I mean, I'm I'm pretty tense about it. I I, I look at people going to
1: pubs and thinking they're pretty silly, if I'm honest with you. But yeah. then I've got lots of smart scientist friends who predict things into the future and have seen what's happened in in Italy. And and there's sure. a lot of people that that <clears throat> I, I think it's gone now. But the mentality of, uh, well, you know, it's not going to affect me which is just the most selfish thing in the world and it still could affect them anyway. It's unbelievable. Yeah.
0: Mm. Yeah. I I think um, something that I've been really aware of feeling Mm. fortunate to have in Italy, is a really strong sense of national unity. Mm. Um, People have really rallied around. You see a lot of, a lot of Italian flags out on balconies. You hear people singing the national anthem and um, there is a sense of being in it together as one big tribe, and it's interesting that um, Julia, you talked about Canada being going at this province-province. Kirk, obviously, America is is very federalized, um, and Dan, you've you've kind of talked about a, a sense of division in in yeah. the UK. Um, have you? Have any of you guys? Do you see a way forward? something around which people can rally that would give them a sense of of all pulling in the same direction, a politician or a public figure or a particular image or anything really.
2: Um, Yeah, so I think the one thing that happened to Canada fairly early on that may have united people, at least in their attitude, was that Trudeau's wife was tested positive for COVID-19. And even before the test results were announced, they very swiftly moved to isolation. Mm. So there was this very strong, there was a public figure who was sticking 100% to the recommendation. And Uh it just, in a country as vast and dispersed as as Canada, I feel like that might've just been a very strong signal and given a sort
0: of very I don't I don't obviously wish any ill (laughs) sure you obviously you wish the best to to everyone as individuals yeah but I kind of felt that in the scheme of things it was actually quite a good thing when public figures started to contract this Mm -hmm. because I think that helped it become a little bit more real I mean Kirk, I know one of the things that I saw in the U.S. that was one of the first big indications of things changing was when they shut the NBA down, and that was because one player got sick, right?
3: Yeah, no. When sports shut down, I knew it was getting like serious here. I was like, oh, that's big money-making kind of thing. Uh, the moment people start losing money is when I was like, oh, America's in trouble because America's all about the dollar. Um, mm-hmm. But if, if you want to go for like the the thing that kind of is bringing us together. The the good part of this it's not even a person because our leader is is completely stupid um, is that we've kind of learned that like we've learned that like our situation when it comes to healthcare and time off and the impoverished is it's completely messed up there are so many people now losing their jobs and our healthcare cannot keep up and like it's not even really quote unquote here yet so to speak although <laughs> a lot of people are now contracting it. But we're now kind of learning that this this wild old man named Bernie Sanders, who said that everyone should receive free health care and paid time off, who no one gave a look to all of a sudden they're like, oh, you know what? He may have actually had some decent ideas. Uh, And as people are finally kind of rallying towards like we should be able to go. I think someone said they went and they got tested for Corona at the hospital and like they were treated for it and they got out. But when they got out, it was a thirty four thousand dollar bill. Like it cost them 30. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the thing is people are realizing like our system is outrageously messed up. And Mm. I I think people are kind of seeing like, oh, maybe, maybe quote unquote, we've been wrong about this whole thing and what we're paying or what we're caught are thought to to have is is outrageously wrong. And this free thing sounds pretty darn good. Yeah, I'll pay a little bit extra dollars on my taxes. If that means if, if this kind of thing happens, like we're all going to be okay.
0: I certainly think that at a micro level, at a community level, people are definitely starting to realize very quickly the importance of working together. Um, Dan and Duncan yesterday talking to me about some stickers that have been popping up or signs that have been popping up in windows mm. in the UK with people saying, you know, in this house there is someone who's self-isolating or in this house there is someone who's able to help with your shopping if that's what yeah. you need. Have you? Is there anything like that in Hemel? not
1: really i mean i'm i think it's heading that way that i'm part of the uh hemel Hempstead facebook facebook group which is a conversation all in itself um but it's you do you are getting a lot of people saying if anyone needs any help with anything uh if i can help with anything ideas like the the stickers in the window for kids going on walks so they can look out for the stickers that kind of thing as well which is quite a neat idea but um but, but just quickly on the healthcare service, the, the thought was that it's the NHS has gradually been ground down and ground down and ground down over the years and seeing it kind of just struggle under the weight of what's going on at the moment uh, it is probably probably mean that we're, we're, we're due another cash injection into the NHS in the coming years which was welcome and moving away from what we thought was probably going to happen which was more and more of it getting privatized which is yeah
0: uh, you know a good thing that might come from this things are definitely going to have to change aren't they Mm. i mean once you've once you've taken the pubs away from the english then you know people understand there's something serious is going on although i i did see a story about uh boris johnson's dad refusing Mm. to not go to the pub and he, um, Johnson had said like don't go, and mm. then did you did you see this?
1: Yeah, yeah. He's he. So he said I'll I'll still go to the pub if I want to go to the pub. Uh, but he's <laughs> always been like that. <laughs> he's always yeah. He's, when Boris is zigging, he's zagging, um, and he um he he says some really stupid things, and now Boris has to answer
0: four hundred questions on it. Man, it's hard. It's hard to have a sense of national unity though if your head of government doesn't even have unity within their own family
1: no they, they don't so.
0: seem to like him very much so yeah <laughs> which is
1: <clears throat> understandable really
0: um julia when, when was the first moment that this really hit the news in canada i'm I don't, I don't know why but i'm wondering about nhl being shut down or something like that i realize how important well, that is
2: well well Andy I mean I as an immigrant mentioned poor Trudeau's wife on the same day hockey was cancelled and so the literal conversation I had with my husband was have you heard the news oh my goodness and he said I know it's terrible hockey was cancelled no (laughs) Trudeau (laughs) <laughs> oh, yeah, you're right. That wasn't that good either. And this is literally, this, this was a national catastrophe.
0: I saw okay, the most
2: cancelled. It was awful.
0: I <laughs> saw the most Canadian reaction possible from a guy called Bruce Aylward, who's the director of the World Health Organization. And he described the virus, <laughs> you can look this up, he described the virus as the Wayne Gretzky of viruses <laughs> because this is yeah because it may not be very big and it may not be very fast but it has an enormous impact
3: <laughs> and
0: that is it's
3: going to score the most goals that's for sure it's
0: the director of the world it. health organization using hockey as a metaphor
2: yes this is important if my son in grade one learns about the inventor of the telephone alongside the best hockey player of all time wayne gretzky then this is also
0: relevant. Wow. <laughs> wow, because like because the telephone's kind of out of date these days. Does he really need to know <laughs> about that?
2: <laughs> I don't know, probably not. And it was probably Wayne Gretzky who invented it, so
0: it's fine. Yeah, absolutely. Teach, teach him about Wayne Gretzky and the inventor of Skype. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Same thing. Um, so none of you guys are, are, are fully locked down yet. Yeah? Um, are you doing anything in anticipation of at some point having to stay home. Um, I trust you've all got a responsible quantity of toilet paper in your houses, but are there any things that you're trying to do while you can still get out and about or how's it, how's it affecting your, your day-to-day plans? Dan?
3: Uh, Oh, um, uh, I mean, I mean, I just, uh, I mean, other than uh, being jobless, like overall, like I'm still taking my regular new naps. Uh I have I have a decent amount of toilet papers so I'm out of, of paper towels, but here in Florida, like no one we're not we're not on the the, the COVID nineteen bandwagon right now. I, I sent you the picture, like our beaches are closed, so people are just standing outside of the beach, uh lounging in the sun. Uh our all of our pools, their their pool chairs are just six feet away from each other. Uh no one's really changing anything up too much around here. Uh I, I have a lot of flour uh built up because i have to make my own bread uh, in case that's the next thing that's going to go out uh we've been we've been gardening on our balcony so i'm, I'm growing my own beets and carrots and whatnot like i'm mm. preparing to be a pioneer uh in in that sense uh we have our own wine making kit just in case the liquor's like if there's any essential <laughs> is place that,
0: is that COVID that related though or did you have that it anyway is.
3: i mean mix of both don't don't judge me here uh but like you know there's they're shutting I'm down jealous. all but quote-unquote essential you know businesses so your grocery mm. stores stay open your pharmacies your banks but like in america and I'm, I, I i'm surprised like in england like, like your liquor stores and bars should 100 percent stay open like those mm. are very very much uh needed things like if i can't go out and get a bottle of whatever you expect me to stay sober for the next two months you're out of your mind uh, so stuff like that, like not much has changed other than I just don't have I spend more time with my cats. Uh, but really, when oh, I go out, so jealous. Yeah, there's still people outside. Everyone's walking around. It's a mix of fear and calmness. Like some people don't want to get near you. Some people really couldn't care less. Uh, it's it's you know, it's America. It's Florida. We're very much like we survive hurricanes We can get over a little cough and a sneeze. Like it's kind of how we feel around here oh,
0: man. See I, I don't know about this because there's there's a there is a part of me Which really respects the fact that um, as societies people are fearless these days and there have been a lot of things that have threatened to change the way of life that we've had. I think if you know, some of these, some of these, the, this news stories on the scale of a major terrorist incident or something. And if you're involved in a war or, or your country's been attacked in that way, then it's a really positive thing to go out to the bars and to continue your life as normal and to show defiance and fearlessness. Um, but it doesn't really work against natural event and, and it's it's difficult. I think I went through a phase of being really judgmental about people who were still going out and trying to keep going, and I still wish that they wouldn't do it, but I can understand that it comes from a positive desire to, to not be cowed, to hang on to the things. I don't know.
3: Um, yeah, no, we... It's, it's a thing where it's like, yes, things are getting wild, but the in a weird sense, the best thing you can do is live your life. It's we have this weird mm. feeling of like, look, if I get it, I get it and I'll figure it out from there. Um, but that doesn't mean I'm not it's a nice day out. The, you know, the pollution's going down outrageously these days. The sky is clear, which is nice. Uh, you know, I'm gonna go yeah. out, I'm gonna walk around. Um, I'm gonna try to see my friends. If they don't want to see me, I get it. Um, I'm not going to touch anyone. You're out of your mind. Get get away. No, I'm not going to touch you. But at the same time, it's like we're going to go out. If if it's a nice day, we're going to go to the park. We're going to enjoy ourselves. We'll keep our distances. It's, I, 2020 is the year that people finally started washing their hands. Like that's what it feels like to me. It's like you were there always – you were always told, hey, if you're not feeling well, you should stay home. And like I said, like we never had the health care or the system set up to where you could do that. But now we're like, look, if you feel fine. Yes, I know there's a, a, a waiting period. A, 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 what is it? I don't, I don't know. The, the thing can live in you for seven to 14 days or whatever. But it's one of those things where it's like if you feel healthy, if you feel OK, go on out, still avoid people. The Japanese have always bowed and it's because they don't want to touch you. Right. And in America, we shake hands. We're not doing that as much. The fist bump came into play, thanks to Obama. Um, but when you look at like Europe, like y'all kiss each other on the cheeks like crazy. And it, to me, it's like, oh, you're literally like basically giving each other Corona. You're it's literally, I'm, I'm, I'm giving you a little Corona I'm, kiss right on, the li- right on the little cheek right there. It's like, this is this is, this is is the issue. It's like, don't touch you. E- you can be nice to each other. You can hold doors open for each other, but like stay away, stay away personal space people
0: hmm. dan um what about you have you got any things that you're that you either have done for the last time that you've been aware of? this is i might not get to do this again for a while or that you're planning to do
1: i mean not really i i don't go out very often anyway uh, i stay at home i record podcasts that's pretty much all i do with my life so i thought you seemed really good at this yeah, so so I do a lot of podcasting. So as a result, um, even that's been knocked on the head a bit because usually I do it in a room with someone else, and
2: mm. that
1: just doesn't seem like a good idea at the moment. So, um, not really. My days off have been spent, you know, curling up into a ball in fear and hoping it doesn't knock on my door.
0: <laughs> so it's <laughs> yeah, yeah. to no, no, the other reaction is a completely understandable mm. one. What about what about you, Julia? Is there anything that you've kind of been aware that you've said goodbye to or?
2: Well, it happened quite quickly, to be honest, all of the sort of measures and the, the school closing basically for us that was like, okay, worst case scenario has kicked in. Um, so we try and go out for many hours every day because we think if yeah. we get that taken away from us, that, that will be the sort of final straw. Um, I, I have a very, a very active dog and I have two highly active children. Um, pity me
0: if we what do the the days look like
2: (laughs) you know um
0: how are you managing this this role this dual role of being a parent and being a teacher and maintaining some kind of work life how what does the day look um, like
2: in your house well so we've done it for a week now and we had it was a sort of everything's gradually bedded in per day but Mm. um we're now at a stage where we during the week we try to um stick to a rough schedule um there are no pajama days for the kids there's certain rules um so that a <laughs> semblance of a weekday um, i could
0: use that kind of plan in my own life there are definitely yeah. pajama days here.
2: well it's different i guess but yeah it's um so they they go out. Um, they go outside in the mornings. They do a little bit of a little bit of schoolwork, um, but uh-huh. the, one of the things that I I have started very quickly um, is a Lego club. So I now, oh. um, yeah. So I'm doing a virtual Lego club with their friends and also with some of their cousins. So I have two groups set up now. Um, we have a group text message. I send out a challenge <laughs> in the morning to all the kids. And at some point during the morning, all those parents get a coffee break and all those kids go and build a Lego model. Um, and then yeah, the they... the kids for a
0: second. This, this has applications for the entire world. Hashtag Lego Club and Quite Daily frankly, Challenges.
2: This is one of Dan, our favorite... Dan, you, are you
0: in? Are you, up for, are you up for Lego Club?
1: Yeah, I need yeah. to go and get my Lego now. That's, that oh, sounds amazing. 100%.
2: <laughs>
3: are we just building whatever we want or do we have to buy a specific lego uh set and then come and
2: don't have to buy well the beauty of lego is it's so flexible right so we i had um, what did i have build your dream house build a vehicle how is it propelled um we're all building a playground together which um which design are you going to contribute is it going to be a climbing frame or a ride-on toy or whatever um and they send little videos I think it was a group chat. It's like a little bit of a social occasion. They get to see their friends on video. Um, It's super exciting. It's creative. I can start gradually weaving in some curriculum stuff really surreptitiously, Um, and still be great
0: can we can we get a, a quarantine podcast lego club can you just run that for us can you get in the whatsapp group like set us daily yeah, just, i don't just, have just legos. Do youtube videos um... just
3: do youtube it's such a german thing to turn this into like engineering i feel oh, like yeah. we're literally building things <laughs> so uh, out of nothing but yeah do a youtube channel where you, you just build legos with people i feel like people would be like look kid i don't know what to do with you watch this lego show <laughs> just go
2: just go watch stuff. the lady
3: just go watch the lady build later. She's she's got a very soothing voice. It'll be fine. Don't worry
0: about it. This this does feel like uh, this does feel like the kind of practical advice that at least I hope someone out there is going. That is a really good idea for things to do with my kids. And I've seen something I've loved seeing on social media is I've got tons of friends who work in education and there's this copy and paste. And adapt message that's been all over Facebook in the UK basically saying, I'm a professional teacher, Mm. and this is the age group that I teach, and this is the subject or subjects that I teach. And if you are now responsible for your kids' education and you want some advice or some teaching materials or some suggestions, you can come to me. And I think that's just that's heroic because those guys are still doing their regular job, they're just having to do it on a through tech. Which is a challenge in its own right. Um, and then to be offering to share to share extra tips around like that. I think is just it's really, really nice. Have you heard any other really good ones? I mean, a lot of teachers as well
1: are still at work because they're looking after the kids of the key workers, people that were
0: right. That's described the as UK, key workers.
1: Yeah. So anyone that works in uh, health care, social care or, um, or works in a supermarket is considered a key worker. There's a couple of others yeah. on top of that, but it's so they're still going to school. They're just <clears throat> more spread out, obviously, or anyone that obviously needs help still goes to school. So the teachers yeah. are still helping the people that are very aware that all of a sudden they've got to teach their kids something that they might not necessarily understand and they are yeah, kind of uniting it's, it's it's that is one thing that's come from this that has been quite nice
0: so does that mean I don't know I don't know how in touch with with education you are at this point but does that mean in practical terms that the teachers in the UK are getting online teaching for one set of students face to face teaching for another set of students and then going home in their free time and volu- volunteering their advice for their friends kids from what I understand, yeah, basically, it, it seems to be that they're, that they're aware
1: that they're very important at the moment, especially considering that the shutting of the schools was a big deal, was a massive deal and, you know, a big yeah. deal everywhere. But it's uh, a lot of what came from it was, well, how am I going to do this? How am I going to be able to work uh, with, with kids running around as well? And, and they've stepped up and helped out where they can on top of which. I I don't know how many teachers are going to be staying in schools, but there's definitely going to be enough that Mm. will probably be going to work every day, coming home and then have like an email uh, list of of families that that desperately need help and what they can do with their kid for the foreseeable future.
0: It's amazing. Um, Have you got any other tips? like like I mean, I'm not asking you to beat Lego Club, Julia, because... Because Lego Club is just one today. <laughs> um, but uh, have you heard any other good ideas? I've, I've um, Oh, sorry. Sorry. No, go on. I thought I did. Sorry. Go on. Go for it.
2: Um, so with with kids, the, the thing that I found great on Instagram is that there are a lot of um, children's book authors who are doing story times. Um, oh, wow which is wonderful. It's absolutely wonderful. Um, and they leave them up there so you can access them in your own time because part of what's very tricky is to time stuff, especially with young kids. You're not always free at the same time every day. Um, sure. because you know, chaos theory. Um, so <laughs> there's that, um, and art classes also, which I think is a lovely nice. idea. There's are some artists who are just, you know, every day a theme, um, and do some little instructions, and then kids can share their um, their artwork later. Um, and one thing that I really like, but that's more an adult thing, is that um, there's an Irish comedian called Alison Spittle, and she does co-video parties. Um, so she basically um, she has a, a reasonable following. Um, they vote on which video they all watch at the same time. Ah. They dress up with anything they have in their home which makes for remarkable costumes. Uh,
0: yeah.
2: And <laughs> um, do that. So, yeah, it depends on your needs, but I think there's a huge amount of stuff going on now, globally.
0: Mm. Um, yeah, I just watched something very similar, actually. I, like Before we recorded this, I was watching Summer, who was on the podcast um, yesterday, two days ago. I've lost track of time, um, from Berlin. And it was her company's production of uh, Drunk Macbeth, which they managed to do despite all being in different apartment buildings through the medium of, uh, of the miracle of technology. It was really good. I really recommend it. It's, it's on the Twitter page. There's a link to it. And I think maybe you can still watch it. If not, I know they do shows every Saturday evening at 9 p.m. Central European time. Um, Kirk, what uh, what are uh, you going to
3: I've got I've got two things. Oh, three things. One, we need to pay teachers more. uh, Just throwing that out there. Mm. Throw my Bernie Sanders out there. Uh, But secondly, when it comes to these class things, I uh, I teach uh, improv to children's and adults, children's and adults, if that's the right (laughs) term of it uh, here in Florida. But the theater I teach at uh, whenever school's not in session, we're not in session so we've actually started a quote-unquote face well not quote-unquote a facebook messenger group we'll play improv games just on the messenger as we can uh games like 99 jokes or something like that but we've also have started the a la like webcam improvisational kind of thing um you can't play zip zap zop uh via webcam because nobody knows who you're pointing at which is wonderful uh but we have actually tried (laughs) we have tried to do some sort of like online improv teaching uh which is super super fun uh just everyone kind of online goofing around like telling jokes to each other it's more i think when you do it that way it's not even more about learning improv it's more about just like seeing people and like to laughing together and being together yeah. and I think just this whole online thing is is it I hope it doesn't make people want to stay home I hope it makes them want to go out after all this is over after all this yeah yeah yeah, yeah. yeah not, but, talking, not talking right now yeah when it comes to the staying ugly, at home is, is yeah. the best
0: right now it's...
3: and and the ugly part is I really hope people stop doing uh webcam stand-up shows um I don't know if you've seen these but stand up is terrible in a vacuum um, i don't know if you ever seen i don't know if you ever seen bad stand up but bad stand up that even all yeah, gets no there laughs was that time i saw online. you in the third. okay now You shut your <laughs> mouth uh, but like it's just it, it makes me cringe at times uh, i i feel like this kind of setting where it's multiple people all in like a webcam just playing like name games and storytelling games word at time just, that kind of thing yeah. like still being just together socializing yeah even though we're apart part – in a common interest yep. you know uh, i know yep. uh, julia mentioned the the storytelling uh, josh gad who plays olaf in frozen started doing a series where he reads stories as olaf so you can like every single night there's a different story and you can play it for your child now i'm not promoting a rich guy so find someone who's not as rich as him
0: but <laughs> Kirk, I've got a job for you. I've got a challenge for you, Kirk.
3: Gonna do it. You have a
0: significant media profile. You are the star of Disney's The Avatars. You need to start, uh, so you know, a YouTube channel or something where in character as Robbie. So character, cool. Right, in
3: character.
0: (laughs) Wow, that's what he sounds like without the dubbing.
3: It's very different
0: in Italian. (laughs) Uh, This is it. And then what you need to do is you need to get in touch with all your fellow cast members and tell them that they're in it as well. Uh, Get it online and have educate with the avatars and parents the world over will be grateful to you.
3: I think I curse too much for that to happen, but I'm down with it.
1: (laughs) You could do two versions. You could do do the kid version and then like right, have they gone to bed? (laughs) The
3: the more mature version like do your do your parents do crack then you will enjoy this version
0: (laughs) and also also if this was big in 2013 there's going to be a market that's now grown up and is is now of an age where they want the version where you're holding a nice nice glass of wine in your hand and
3: i'm i'm really rolling the the dice i'm rolling the dice that when i'm like 37 like my life is going to be solid like I'll be doing Comic Con and like Rome and, and shit. Like I'm Man, ready. I'm
0: I'm rolling the I'm rolling the exact same dice. I'm 36 now. It doesn't look as though it's gonna happen, especially since I can't leave my apartment right now. But who <laughs> knows? Who knows? You gotta look you gotta be optimistic. Yeah. Um you gotta look on the bright side of life, you gotta see the uh, the the opportunities to keep things light and, and the value in humor. Um we know the internet is is very, very good at that. He's a wash with um, lighter takes on what's going on at the moment. Has anyone got any really good memes or those yeah. viral things they can recommend? Go on, go on. Kirk's desperate. Go for I it.
3: actually, I actually made this one, and it's blowing up on the Florida Reddit page. Um, oh, is it? But again, I don't know if like American memes translate to like your international lottie dottie. Well, have you seen the SpongeBob meme? See um, that
0: thing which one? I've seen a lot of stuff. uh mm-hmm. it's the
3: one that says I I'm a head out. All See, right, yeah.
0: I, oh yeah.
1: yeah. So it,
3: it's it's I I am gonna show it to you. It says I'm yeah, a head this out. Is... But I made this one and it says, Government colon, please practice social distancing and stay inside. Florida, I All right. I'm a head out. I'm gonna head out. <laughs> I'm that I'm still so hilarious. I still got it lock me down baby
0: i'm funny let's go what you got <laughs> C- cannot be contained um dan what have you what have you seen this made you laugh
1: not so much laugh but just the way that the nfl has said oh that's going on okay cool anyway here's free agency right this is really true <laughs>
0: Tom, Brady. Tom Brady's got a new team. Yeah. We're not Juliet. Julia's looking at me like, yeah, yeah. like help. We're not going to do this for more than like twenty seconds. But for twenty <laughs> yeah. seconds.
3: No, you. you Tom can Brady's going really well, quiet. You can tell Tom Brady doesn't give a fuck because he came to Florida. <laughs> That's how you know because we he don't heard care. He's still getting to the
0: beaches. Mm. Damn he straight.
3: He's Ryan. got his own. He's got his own. It was in his contract. <laughs> beach Beach. I would beach.
0: work for a beach. I would work for a beach. Um, Julia, what have you seen going around on the internet that's uh, memorable?
2: Ah, oh, memorable. I mean, you really, uh, the one that, I'm, and I'm sure I'm way behind on this um, at this point, really the one that made me laugh the hardest was the Italian nonna who was giving advice on how to behave. Um, oh, she's during...
0: amazing.
2: She's absolutely, absolutely wonderful.
0: I'm going to um, have
2: to put that on up you. on YouTube. And she's utterly yeah. wonderful. For the most part, I am. I have to be honest, staying off of social media because it has become so noisy, and my children are very noisy that they're very much competing. Um, so, <laughs> so any, I have the filters of my friends who just pick out the stuff that's good and send it to me, and that is it. But that really tops everything else. The Italian. I number.
0: got, nice. I got this today. Yeah, she was like, um, rule number one: wash your hands, not because the coronavirus. Just wash your hands. I've been telling you this for years. Yeah. Um, I got sent sent this message, which which made me laugh. The cats are on day 3,721 of their (laughs) stay-at-home quarantine. They have some lessons for us amateurs. Lessons like nap early, nap often. Seek out the sunbeams. Eat on a regular schedule. Keep yourself clean and most importantly it's okay to run up and down the apartment screaming when it all gets to be too much just take a nap afterwards
2: <laughs> <laughs> i
0: show. think that nails it i think that, <laughs> nails, it. I think that <laughs> nails it um that adds
1: one last thing seen... sorry sandy oh go on. one, one yeah, thing to don't... add on the cats reminded me the butthole mix of of cats <laughs> have you heard about this
0: I have not heard about this. I want song. to. So, I so want from what to. I
1: understand, uh, an editor was brought in at the last minute to remove the buttholes from oh, the movie Cats.
0: Cats the movie, yeah.
1: Yeah, and much like we, everyone said they want to see the, the Snyder Cut of uh, of uh, the Justice League, now there's been an ongoing movement where everyone feels that in the current climate we need to see the butthole version of Cats.
0: Hashtag. Hashtag free the butthole.
1: Yes.
3: Is that the director's cut, technically?
0: I suppose so. Yeah. <laughs>
3: <laughs> the four hour long butthole cut. Yeah. <laughs> oh
0: my God. I don't. I don't know. I don't know about this. I'm. <laughs> I'm, I'm. I'm gonna see how this plays out. Um, <laughs> last thing, we've all seen that the the Italians and now increasingly people in other countries are having singalongs on the from balcony to balcony. What can we recommend for people in countries that don't have such a strong tradition of uh, sing-alongs, so that it doesn't end up twenty-four-seven? Sweet Caroline and Wonderwall.
3: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think you're. I think you're talking about America over there. Um, I'm
0: talking about Britain as well. Don't no, get me wrong. wrong.
3: I I thought of I thought of one. I don't know if anybody else. I, I don't know if we're gonna go around and everyone say theirs. Um, but yeah, go on. I mean, I I said most Americans don't even know our national anthem, uh, to be honest with you. Uh, So I personally picked, uh, because this is how I'm feeling uh, once this is all over. I I chose the 1987 hit uh, by Whitney Houston, I Want to Dance with Somebody. Uh, (laughs) I think that is what everyone is feeling these days uh and i feel like that that should be the anthem of all of this that's just me that's just me i
0: want to dance kirk what kirk is open for dancing just as soon as this is all over
3: with somebody Um, who loves me sandy with somebody (laughs) who loves me
0: i'm glad you take it seriously it's a a committed staple affair i'm Um,
3: not a floozy i'm not a floozy all right you better love me that's all i that's all i ask
0: dan have you got any have you got any thoughts on music that can unite us yeah,
1: not our national anthem, which is dreadful. Uh
0: um, um, <laughs>
1: Kinks, Waterloo Sunset. That was the first that came to mind. It's such an upbeat I'd sing song. That. Yeah. Or or even Lola. I'd go as far as Lola. Oh Just a
3: Kink song yeah.
1: Would would be the way to go. I Anything Kinks. Yeah.
3: Down with Lola. or down yeah. with that.
1: That would work. Something teaches, like that. it
3: teaches you how to spell as well, which is very important. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> Junior, have you have you got <laughs>
2: <laughs> well, there, there, there's the education. Education okay.
0: with the avatars. Exactly. It's already starting. Um, any thoughts, Julia? Or you want to make a casting Glory a again of
2: the movie? Uh, Gloria Gaynor's I Will Survive may ah, be a good one yes. to sing because Belter. It's a mm. Belter.
0: Except, so. it, except the bit where it's. That's not the message we want to be sending out right now. Yeah,
2: we skip that bit. Skip that bit. Just All keep right. singing it.
0: Okay. Now Hi. stay at home. Don't walk out Do, the door. I'm-
2: don't walk out the door. And
0: wash your hands, kids. <laughs> oh, Until man, they're really, really sore. <laughs> all night. Yeah.
3: Can I also throw in Aretha Franklin's respect? I feel like mm. that should just be, again, spelling, very important. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. But also a banger. A real yeah. banger. I feel <laughs> like everyone, you, you can't be in a bad mood when you're going, whoo. Huh! Actually, you know what I mean? I feel like you're always smiling during that.
0: Kirk, song. I'm genuinely sad because I don't know. I don't know how it's going to come out on the on the audio feed, but you cut out just as you hit the high note. <laughs> uh,
3: you know, it's better for everyone. Uh, it's that, a sensitive.
0: If you want to hear what Kirk sounds like when he hits the high note of of respect,
3: check out the tune Uh,
0: avatars, exactly. Season two,
3: episode four.
0: Uh, I don't know if that's the
3: episode.
0: (laughs) Do not be fooled by his bass playing. It's all fake. Guys, I could do this all night, but it is now one in the morning, and at some point I have to sleep. (laughs) Um, It's been an absolute pleasure. Thank you all so much for being on. Um, Kirk, it's been lovely to see you. Take care of yourself, man.
3: Love you, Sandy. You're beautiful and amazing and gorgeous in every way, shape, and form
0: ah he's he's charming but full of shit um <laughs> Dan? it's great to see you
1: again sandy so thanks for having me yeah,
0: on lovely i'd say lovely to hear your voice i hear it all the time on good iron gentleman podcast but it's <laughs> nice to see your face with it as well um but always a pleasure mm.
2: absolutely So
0: um i want to finish it as we do on every episode by giving a round of applause to some people who really deserve it of course the most important round of applause goes to all of the medical professionals who are fighting on the front line of this situation and um we're also going to throw in some some other some other people who deserve our applause and our love and our uh, good vibes um Julia who have you got
2: um a couple of people well First of all, a group of people, the ones who spontaneously do good, who pay for people at the till. Apparently this has happened a lot in Canada. Um, mm-hmm. Who just reach out, not physically, <laughs> mm-hmm. but who reach <laughs> yes. out with kindness and take care of others who they don't know. They'll, they'll never get that back, that money, whatever it is. Yep. So they just do it out of the goodness of their heart. Um, and also oh. to Dr. Dina Hinshaw, who has become a local... Um, celebrity she is the alberta chief medical officer and she is absolutely amazing so i'll just put that out there you should google her
0: send, <laughs> send us, yeah send us a video of her in action and we'll put dr dina henshaw on the twitter feeds absolutely Quarantine. um dan who are we, who are we who are we sending love to supermarket workers people that took on a, a job at the age
1: of 16, 17, just to work through uh, their exams basically to earn some money to go out on weekends, realizing quickly they can't go out weekends but they've still got to do the job and whilst being mm-hmm. sworn at by people that don't have a right to swear at them a lot of the time. People that, people that are getting up at four o'clock in the morning to stack the shelves just so that people can get the loo roll or can get the meat or whatever it is that's being turned over. Supermarket workers yep. Um, yep. were recently told uh, when it came to travel across Europe, that they were uh, uh, unskilled. I think it was. Was that how it yes. was described? Yes. yes. Unskilled um, and uh, along with nurses as well, for that matter, which is just something mind boggling. But, but now, now mm-hmm. we're relying on supermarket workers more than we've ever relied on them. And they yep. seem to have the community spirit from my experience of people that I know who work in supermarkets uh, is astonishing.
0: And they're doing yep. a, an incredible job completely completely agree kirk who are we sending love to
3: yeah I, i'll definitely second dance but also uh in my personal life uh send love to everyone in the restaurant and the bar industry Ooh. all your bartenders all of your back of house all your wait staff who's had a job now uh send love to them you know they waited on you hand and foot brought you that gosh darn you know side of Ketchup or butter, whatever the heck you want over there in Europe. You know they worked for you hand and foot. Now a lot of them are they're out of jobs. You know they're they're worried about their next paycheck. And you know shout out to them for washing your dishes. And they wash their hands all the time because it's the gosh damn law uh, for them to do it. But you know shout out to all of them, all the coffee baristas, all the bartenders, all the dishwashers, all the cooks, all the line cooks, the people sweating their ass off in the back uh, who don't have jobs now. Uh, I love all of you. Uh, and, you know, I hope I hope we get through this uh, very, very soon.
0: Absolutely. I'm going to give a shout out to anyone. And there's been like a genuinely touching number of you who I haven't spoken to for years. And in some cases, literally decades, who has just gone in touch to say, how's it going, man? I hear things are a bit mad in Italy. Um, every single one of you, and I'm including present company in this, who's done that, you um, has made a real difference and has has really brightened my day at that particular moment so to finish a big round of applause for all the givers of small acts of kindness for dr dina hinshaw for supermarket workers everyone working in the food service industry and anyone who's picked up the phone and spoken to someone who might appreciate a little bit of contact thank you julia thanks kirk
3: hey
0: thanks
1: heavy
3: yeah Clap, Dan!
0: <laughs> I'm sorry. I can go where I like. I'm in the privacy of my own home and I'm not sharing it with anyone. <laughs> That's the intro, yeah? <laughs> <laughs> it should be.